this is Melanie and Johnny back for another episode today. We are breaking the box once again. Yeah, well, this has been kind of a weird time. <laughs> I find myself being frustrated more because yes. of all the social distancing. I really don't know if it's even social distancing anymore. It's like isolation. Yes. It's like stay the home and stay away from everybody. And if I had the freedom to go where I wanted once in a while, I wouldn't mind staying home. Kind of become more yeah. of a homebody in my old age, but um, older age, I should say. But uh, I do like to get out and get, go do stuff, camp, go to the coast, go to the park, do something on the weekend. It seems like there's really nothing we can do yeah, right now. Yeah, because every time we try to go somewhere or do something, it just seems like there's nothing to do. There's nowhere to go because the parks are closed. All the restaurants and everything only are drive through. You can't, we can't like go to the store and just, you know, linger around. We're kind of get in, get out kind of thing. And it's not like we can go anywhere else. Like we can't go to church or somebody else's house or visit or whatever because just at this time, it's getting annoying. Yeah, there's a lot of people protesting all over the country, including here in the gorge. Um, but uh, it's getting weird. It's getting strange. I think that uh, they're going to start loosening up. If not, they're going to start having riots on their hands. People are going to start going nuts. And you know, one of the things that I keep thinking about is how much stress this has put on my mental state. Being in a fairly healthy mental state most of the time and this being a struggle for me mentally, I can't imagine having a mental health issue and going through all of this. Yeah. I can't imagine what those people are going through uh, or people that have had mental health issues in the past, strong mental health issues in the past that may be relapsing almost because of the isolation and the, you know, all the alone time, all of the staying away from people there's no connection it just yeah and you're just kind of not knowing what to do with yourself in a way this whole thing can bring cabin fever and depression i think i think it has for a lot of people i definitely feel like i have cabin fever sometimes yeah i just want to get out see other people do other things besides go to the grocery store and the drive through restaurant <laughs> it'll be nice when things get back to normal that's for sure yes that is for sure. And I hate, I hate, hate, hate what is going on in the political world. Using this COVID-19 to push a political agenda to me is, it's just absolutely disgusting that people do that. They use the death of people, the suffering of others to push a political agenda. And it just seems absolutely ridiculous. And I can't believe that we have so many people who use things like that in such an immature fashion. It just, it bothers me. Yeah. Yeah, that is really annoying when people say, oh, it's this, oh, it's that. It's because it's the president's fault. No, it isn't. It's the virus's fault. President Trump didn't just concoct some virus. Here you go, take it. You're dead. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think that people probably, have, a, have a hard time understanding that. Yeah, he probably, just like all the doctors and everybody is trying to do as much as he can to prevent people from dying of this, but it's just gonna happen. 
you know, the thing that they say is, I heard a reporter say, you know, are you worthy of another um, election? And they concentrated on how many people have died. More people have died during the COVID than in the Vietnam War or something, she said. But, you know, if it had been somebody else they wanted in the Oval Office, they wanted somebody in that president's office, they would have started doing the opposite, which is mm -hmm. telling how many people could have died, but look at how many people you've saved. Yeah. And that's what I think the problem is with the media and really with a lot of people in the world is that they we just, tend to focus on the bad. Yeah, they just switch everything around. Instead of looking at it as, look at how many people died, more people than in the wars. Why not look at it as how many people are saved? Saved, yeah. You know, the original numbers was like, five or six times the amount of people that have de died so far. Yeah. They could say, yeah. wow, you've done a great job. Yeah. Look at how many people you've yeah. saved. Usually the media does that. Like if somebody, I don't know, does something wrong once, they they spell a word incorrectly, they do this, they do that, they are misinformed on something, everyone's like, oh, they're uneducated, they're, they don't know anything. You know what I mean? Instead of saying, oh, they're human, they make mistakes. They try to discredit their entire yes. career off of one mistake. Yeah, it's, you know, get off the political thing. And this is a real problem in the world today, though. People's relationships with their kids, with their spouses or significant others. With their friends. With friends, with coworkers, with extended family. When you have a problem seeing the good in people and you're always seeing and pointing out the bad not only does that wear you down but it wears them down too yeah. and it's tough to be around a person who's constantly being a pessimistic person because relationships are like I wouldn't say hmm, I don't know how you would say it. it's not codependent but like interdependent yes you have to both have to make things work. Yeah. And it's in not any like relationship. Yeah, and it's not like I'm I have to have so and so or else I can't make this relationship work. No, you have to pull your own weight. The other person has to do their part to make the whole relationship work and be a healthy relationship together. Yep. And you guys together are better than the sum of you separately. Meaning yes. What I could accomplish by myself, what you could accomplish by yourself, now that we're in a relationship together, we can accomplish so much more. Yeah. As a significant other, even as a father-daughter, in our relationship, if we're both contributing to the relationship and doing our part, our relationship will be a lot better yeah, than if try, one of us. Yeah, if we try to connect and we do our best to communicate and do things equally, then the relationship progresses more. Well, that and... I think that people that are typically pessimistic have a hard time seeing the blessings of God in their life because something happens. There's a story. I don't remember exactly, so I won't uh, quote it 100%, the story, the way it goes. But it's something along these lines, and so you'll get the gist of it. But it's something along the lines of, uh, you know, a, guy, a kid is wandering around on his dad's farm and he finds a wild horse. And he brings it home, and the neighbor says, wow, what a lucky day. You got a new horse. And he's, you know, the, the father says, well, what do I know about luck or good luck or bad luck? It's just, a, it's just a horse, you know. 
And then the next day, the kid's riding the horse and it bucks him off and it breaks his leg. And the neighbor says, well, this is bad luck, I guess. That horse came into your guys' life. Look, he broke your son's leg. And then, uh, you know, he he says, well, what do I know about good luck and bad luck? You know, this is just yeah. what happened. Yeah. And uh, then the next day, a gang comes by and they're trying to recruit young people young men and young women but they see this young man who's here and he's got a broken leg and now they don't want to recruit him because he's damaged or injured and so they move along and so the neighbor comes and says hey well what a good day the gang didn't take your son and you must be lucky you know and so the father just finally understands that it's not about luck or bad luck in one string of events what we looked at as could be bad but may have been blessing if you get bucked off a horse, break your leg, and this is a fictitious story, but if you yeah. get leg broken in some freak accident, you might think, well, this is terrible. Yes. But it may have been, may have been something that saved you from something else. Yeah, like it saved him from the gang because... Right. How many times have we heard stories, even recently, my wife had that same thing where, you know, she trafficked, stuck her in a specific spot or... You got delayed because of something, and then a few few miles down the road, you see there's a major accident, and you realize, I would have been right there when that accident happened. Yeah. So sometimes the things that seem bad are really good or turn out for our good. And uh, I think that in the world, generally speaking, we have a problem with being too negative-minded and not trying to see the yeah. silver lining in things. Yeah, we need to be more positive, especially with um situations like right now where we're in this trying time and not everybody thinks they're gonna make it you know what I mean and so this is these are the times not just in these times but these times the most that we need to be positive in general speaking of sense and it's not the power of positive thinking it's just that yeah. not everything in life is bad yeah and not everything in life is God's fault or the devil's fault. Sometimes it's just life. Things just happen. That's just how things are. Yeah, we're not saying you can't ever have a bad day like, oh, it's just, you know, it's just today. We're not saying that nothing is bad, but you need to have a positive outlook on life. The Bible says that. The rain falls on the just and the unjust. Rain is inevitable. It's just going to rain. Yeah. And the just and the unjust are both going to experience it. The, the idea there is that everything that happens is going to happen no matter what. And it doesn't matter yes. if you're good or you're not good. Sometimes bad people get blessings. And sometimes, or people that do bad things get blessings. And sometimes people that good, do good things don't get blessings. Yeah. And vice versa. It just happens. That's just the way life is. Yeah. But we have a good God. And he takes yes, care of do. us no matter what. Mm -hmm. Hey, right now is a good time to probably take a break we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. And we're back. Thanks for um, listening to that ad for us. Uh, going back to what we were just talking about, about uh, being positive and not being negative and stuff. One of the things I think can negatively affect our culture, and it definitely has had a huge impact, huge impact on the political sphere is social media yes that is true i personally don't really have any social media other than youtube and now the podcasts that i do um 
here with Melanie and then mine own, my own. I was going to say, by the way, you can check him out. Johnny on the spot. He has a podcast. Um, but I do see some dangers with social media. I've been reading about it for teenagers, obviously yeah. for your age and Julian and different people, different ages that, um, you know, kids have cell phones nowadays and they get social yeah. media platforms and how to put safeguards in place and stuff. But I think it's, there's some dangers associated with social media that go far beyond whether or not your kids are contacted by a stranger or they're doing things they shouldn't. There's uh, a political agenda that's tied to several of them, mm-hmm. as well as um, they can be used to, you know, I mean, once you put it out there, it's there forever. And people yeah. can access it and see it. They dig into your past and see things you've said or posted and use them against you. Or sometimes, um, I've heard this a lot with social medias where you share photos or whatever of yourself, such as Snapchat, Instagram, etc. Um, people will leave hate comments or even on YouTube and that tears down people's self-esteem and then people go into depression or just self-isolate not no pun intended but um you know what I mean yeah I found that I'm a lot happier and a lot less annoyed or filled with drama yeah I think Facebook especially can be an attracting mechanism to be able to read everybody's dirt and gossip and all that kind of stuff and it seems like when your life is away from Facebook you're a lot less stressed out from all the drama that goes on yeah I feel like I also feel like there's different quote-unquote demographics for a lot of different social media platforms and that's where the different kinds of dangers come from like Facebook is more of the demographic of 30s to you know 70s people generally adults and then there's like people on instagram which is teenagers and snapchat which is also teenagers but there's some young adults on instagram and you know what i mean Mm -hmm. so there's different kinds of dangers that would come in with each of those different demographics that might not affect the other ones yeah but typically right now it seems like a lot of people have pretty much every platform or multiple platforms and they use them all. Uh, one of the dangers of social media is not necessarily what's on there. That's definitely a danger. But another danger is the fact that how much time does it consume of your day and of your life? Yeah, that is true. That's a dangerous thing. Um, when you're, it, it has become an addiction. Mm-hmm. And for those who want to read a little bit about Simon Sinek, he po- he's got a video on YouTube where he talks about it's mostly about millennials and the workforce but he talks a lot about how that our phones have become addicting because it releases the same chemical in your brain when you get a notification you get a like or a smile or something like that text from somebody you weren't expecting it releases a small dose of dopamine in your brain which is the same chemical, well, wait, it may not be dopamine, but I think it's dopamine, 
uh, a chemical that releases this highly addictive, same one that happens with nicotine and alcohol and those types of things. So he used the illustration I really like. He's like, it's the equivalent of opening the liquor cabinet and saying, here you go, kids, have at it. He goes, there's age limits on smoking, there's age limits on drinking, but we have no age limit on cell phones and social media. Yeah. And I know some people will say, yeah, there's an age limit, but we all know there's 12-year-olds that have Facebook, so they shouldn't have it. Or even, there's sometimes even kids, my brother's age, that are nine, can, that have their own phones and Snapchat and blah, 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 blah. you can blah, lie blah. about your age, but yeah. Um, yeah, that to me was one of the coolest illustrations because it's backed by science. And it's about being addicted to the device. Yeah. And really, it's not the device itself, the technology, because if you didn't have all the social media platforms and or you weren't texting 32 people, or whatever. how, I mean, the device itself isn't addicting, it's what you put on the device. Yes. The notifications from text messages, the iMessage or Facebook Messenger or all Instagram of the different... Instagram likes and all these different things. All the different platforms, right. And so they become addicting. And take away from your real life. I feel like people have... Some people do that where they separate their um, life on the phone from their real life and what they depict on social media and text messages or whatever might not be who they actually are and it's stealing away from their actual life instead of helping them to grow as a person. And a big question is the danger there in about much time, some people might say, well, what does it matter how much time I spend on Facebook? I'm not hurting anybody or I'm not in a relationship and neglecting my family or my significant other. But you know, I would say it goes even deeper than that. What about God? Yeah. How much time have you spent reading Facebook versus reading the scriptures? Or texting somebody or FaceTiming that you could have been praying. How many times have you logged into Facebook versus how many times you've got on your knees to pray? Yeah. How many hours have you spent scrolling through the news feed rather than spending hours scrolling through preachings or scriptures yeah. or studying something? Now, I'm not saying that you have to, if you put an hour in on Facebook, you have to put an hour into reading or praying. That's not what I mean. What I mean is social media can consume your time and to be, can be so addictive, it will definitely take away from the things that are important to maintain your relationship with God. Yeah. That's true. That's a huge danger. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff with social media that happens that there's some good stuff but I feel like as we've progressed in our technology I feel like it's just gotten more and more crazy more difficult yeah because I remember um, seeing a few years ago some YouTube videos of people showing their old Instagrams or whatever and Instagram, the Instagrams they were taking were completely different things to what people post now. They were just sharing their life or sharing their birthday party or they got a new outfit or they got a haircut or something. Now people don't just do that. There's like all these other things that people share on there that's not even just about their life. It's about being this or being that or being a model or being a... Famous. Famous or... Rich. Or whatever. 
you know so it's just crazy how things change so much over time when it was meant to just like share you know I just don't see and people could argue all they want and if you have an argument for it that's great to each their own everybody has the right to their own opinion but in my opinion I just don't see the point of anybody under the age of 18 to 20 I mean as an adult it's living on your own of having those social media platforms I just don't get it what does a 7 year old or a 10 year old or even a 14 year old need on Facebook so much that they can't get from yeah. someone else what it's doing is it's destroying the actual connection between humans when you have friends on Facebook and some of those people you haven't seen in 10 years or you don't even know yeah or um, how many times would you pick up the phone and text somebody rather than call them or even go see them yeah that it's is completely true. disconnected people because, and families yeah and families because have a detrimental I effect on families heard of stories and I've even seen this happen a few times um, where people will be in the same room literally in the same room sitting across from each other and they won't talk to each other they just text each other but they will text in the same room yeah. yes that's just disconnected there's no there's no true human connection it's pretty sad I would say 18 is a good age to decide if you want to let them yeah. give them the, the choice to say yes or no to social media platforms yeah and I feel like it should I understand that some people oh I make my job from this platform or this is how I got famous or I promote my business on here there I guess they should it should be separate there should be something for people to promote their business to do whatever they want but I also think there should be people that just you know it should be used to be social media in a sense where you're sharing your life with other people that are farther away or that you can connect personally if I had social media which I don't plan on having anytime soon or anytime really um I would use it to connect with people that's what my mom does she uses it main she posts pictures or whatever sometimes but she uses it mainly to connect with people or talk with people or just ministering yeah, yeah or to um see what people are doing nowadays maybe that she hasn't seen in a long time or they live far away or whatever yeah social media is definitely one of those rabbit hole things that you can jump into and it'll end up being a lot worse than you thought it was it yeah. can be detrimental i think that uh this day and age families need relationships and connection far more than they ever have because it's so far removed from us to connect because we can just text or like each other's posts on facebook we don't have to call and say hey i wanted to tell you the story of what so-and-so did in my you know and then the other person talks or even about show them a physical picture anymore i feel like more and more we're becoming connected to our phones that we don't even have physical copies of pictures or physical this or physical that we just kind of Hey, you want to see a picture? Here's it in my phone or on my Instagram or whatever. So it's like 
becoming more and more everything is on the screen. We're not actually saving physical memories or physical this, physical that. I understand you can't like save everything and you can't print out every picture and stuff, but I feel like it's not really happening at all anymore. Yeah, I'll say one last thing in closing this out, this podcast, and I know it was a little bit shorter than our other ones, but uh, we wanted to focus on some major some topics core here. Topics. One last thing to say about all of this is that really um, my advice to anyone listening who has, wants, or will have social media, it's all about self-discipline. Yes. If you can discipline yourself to not go overboard and to not let things affect you, to cut it off when you need to. Part of me not having social media is self-discipline. There's times that I miss having a social media platform because I did have them for several years. But part of not having them is my self-discipline saying, you know what, these things are not good for me with the way they make me feel, the, uh, the freedom to do a lot of things that you shouldn't do, and with the, um, the amount of time being spent on them because I had so many different platforms. It's, you can just spend so many hours on them. I think that, yeah, that is a very personal choice, like... Yeah, there's, no, it, there's nothing wrong with yeah, Facebook or yeah, any of it, the other ones. But you have to be self-disciplinary, and if it's like, in my dad's case, where it's become, it's taking over your life or whatever, or if it you feel like you're spending too much time, you need to have enough discipline to cut those out or delete those or whatever, and if you aren't that addicted to social media you can just limit your time you spend on them yeah for me and my house we definitely try to make sure we spend time with god before we do any other fun stuff yes it's part of our our daily routines our daily lives we want to make sure that we're putting him first and sometimes that's just a prayer sometimes it's reading the bible sometimes it's both whatever it may be but putting God before you do anything else if you know I don't I try not to read a book if I haven't read my Bible for the day yeah I try not to be on any sort of uh, YouTube or social medias or anything like that Uh, my wife's social media or my YouTube channels or my podcasts or any of those types of things is what I'm talking about Um, if I haven't already spent time with the Lord it just it's just not good so I think we'll leave it there Thanks for questions. listening. Questions, questions, questions. For those of you who are listening to this, um, we really, really want some feedback in the messages. Uh, if you have our emails, send it to our email, text, whatever. Um, about or the podcast. Ma- send us a message on Anchor if you have yeah, a link. Yeah, send us a message in any way, shape, or form. And uh, we really want to hear some questions. Also, ideas, topics of what you'd like to yes. hear a father-daughter connect about or talk about. Um, or a Christian perspective on anything. Yeah. Okay, thanks for listening. Yep, have a good day. Have a good evening. Bye. We'll talk to you later.